0: Welcome to the Just Pod, a podcast by the criminal justice section of the ABA, the unified voice of criminal justice. Welcome to this episode of the Just Pod. Today, we are joined by Michael Leota. Michael, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So Michael is a partner at Wilmer Hale currently, but before Wilmer Hale, he'd served in the White House counsel's office under President Barack Obama as an assistant U.S. attorney prosecuting fraud and public corruption, and also as appellate chief and ethics advisor at the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Maryland, and currently serves as co-chair of the ABA CJS White Collar Crime Committee. We've asked Mike to join us today because President Biden signed an executive order on government oversight of cryptocurrency. So Mike is going to help walk us through this order on a high level. The nature of this podcast doesn't really allow for us to be exhaustive in every detail that might be of interest to you if you're engaged in this space and working in this space, but we're going to walk through it on a high level, and I'm sure there'll be more discussion to come. So Mike, to begin... Can you give us a summary of what the order includes?
1: Certainly. So the order interestingly is entitled Ensuring Responsible Development of Digital Assets, and that title is important because it says two things. One is it's to ensure the development of digital assets, which was a question, like is this something that the United States is going to continue to be in the forefront of or not. And secondly, The president wants this development to be done in a responsible way, and he lays forth in the executive order a number of risks and the means that he hopes the government can take to mitigate those risks. The executive order starts with a general policy statement, which has a number of policies that everyone would agree with. The U.S. has an interest in responsible financial innovation, reducing the risk that digital assets can pose to consumers, et cetera. And it also has some policies in it that are the president's personal priorities, such as financial inclusion and equity and combating climate change and pollution. But generally, the policy embodied in this order is the recognition of the need for a holistic overview of the regulations that pertain to digital assets in the United States today. And the order recognizes there are many different current laws and regulations that may cover digital assets to one extent or another, but the growing development of digital assets and the need for consistency in their controls demands an evolution and alignment of the United States government's approach to digital assets. And so the order then follows with six objectives that the president wants to accomplish through a coordination of a multitude of different executive branch agencies and entities. And then it follows up with five different sections of the order that go through how the president hopes that the executive branch can implement those six objectives.
0: Great, and would you, again, on a high level or just list what is included in those objectives in
1: those sections? Sure, the six objectives are One, to protect consumers, investors, and businesses. Two, to protect the US and global financial stability. Three, to mitigate the illicit finance and national security risks that might come from digital assets. Four, to reinforce US leadership in the global financial system, including through the responsible development of payment innovations and digital assets. Five, to promote access to safe and affordable financial services, noting in particular the needs of those who are underbanked. And six, and finally, to support technical advances that promote responsible development and use of digital assets. And those are the objectives that the president hopes will be accomplished through five different areas of implementation.
0: Great. And I should have mentioned listeners earlier that cryptocurrency and where it's at in terms of regulation has been a topic of conversation at CJS programming over the last several years. I know that Mike actually just moderated a panel at the ABA annual meeting where they spoke to the need for regulation. And again, as many refer to it, referred to (laughs) cryptocurrency as the wild west essentially right now and so my next question for you mike is what will this order mean in terms of regulation and will this answer the call of many leaders in this space for increased regulation
1: well i hope that it will i hope that it will and there are really five areas in which regulation may come out of this order that's the way it's organized The first relates to the central bank digital currency concept, which would be if the United States issued essentially a virtual dollar, a digital dollar. And the very first area that's discussed in order to be implemented is for the Treasury Department within 180 days to issue a report regarding the potential design of central bank digital currency. And this is something that's been discussed in the past by the Fed, among others, but this executive order gives the push for a central bank digital currency a great deal more urgency and listing it first elevates it in priority, I believe, in a way that it hasn't previously been discussed. The second area in which this executive order may spur additional regulation is in the consumer, investor, and business protection space. The order lists risks, including fraud and other violations, privacy breaches, unfair practices, and other kinds of cyber incidents that may be a risk to consumers and to businesses who deal in digital assets. And it recommends and asks for various institutions in the government to produce reports about the implication of those digital assets on consumers, investors, and businesses, and how those risks can be met. The third of the five areas of implementation relates to the promotion of financial stability, mitigating the risk to the financial system in general. Here, the president is asking the Financial Stability Oversight Council to convene and to produce a report within 210 days That will outline specific financial stability risks and regulatory gaps posed by digital assets and will recommend uh, measures to meet those gaps. And that's important to all of those practitioners who've been struggling with the issue of, is this particular digital asset a security? Is it going to be regulated by the SEC? Or is it a commodity? And is fraud in its sale going to be regulated by the CFTC? Here, the Financial Stability Oversight Council, which includes the SEC and the CFTC, the CFPB and Treasury, the Fed, OCC, and a number of other agencies, will confront those issues in a coordinated way. The fourth area that the executive order asks for regulations to be, I guess, the first step to be taken in implementing them are actions to limit illicit finance. We've all been hearing over the past years about the proliferation of ransomware and the use of cryptocurrencies in money laundering or terrorist financing, in fraud and theft and in corruption. And in this regard, the executive order asks various agencies to issue plans relating to proposals and rulemakings that may address some of these risks. And finally, the executive order proposes that there be additional regulation in the area of fostering international cooperation and U.S. competitiveness. Here, the executive order recognizes the risk of regulatory arbitrage, or the race to the bottom. If other countries don't have effective and protective regulations, then unscrupulous digital asset companies may leave the United States and go to a jurisdiction where they can get away with actions that the U.S. might not allow. And the executive order calls for Treasury to establish a framework for international engagement with its foreign counterparts, for the Department of Commerce to establish a framework for enhancing U.S. competitiveness, and for the Attorney General to report on strengthening international law enforcement in this space. And so those are the ways in which this executive order aims to marshal the resources of numerous executive branch agencies to bring them to bear to make the president's policy objectives come to reality.
0: Right. Thank you, Mike. And so you kind of spoke to this, so there may be some overlap, but what is the potential impact of this order generally, and more specifically, as you mentioned potential for the central bank to create its own digital currency. What is the potential impact of if the central bank were to create its own digital currency? And as I understand it, I believe the order said that this would have the United States be among the first to develop its own digital currency. So again, what would be the impact?
1: Well, possibly so. You know, to, to take the general point first, this executive order is not going to lead to an immediate flurry of regulation that we'll be seeing in the next few months. It sets forth a number of timelines for executive branch action that range from 90 days from now through 210 days to over a year for various agencies and executive branch entities to conduct fact-finding and issue reports. And so the actual rollout of regulations are likely to come after those reports. This is really a fact-finding and coordination effort first, and the actual regulations that are issued will follow. And the same is true in regard to central bank digital currency. There are a number of pros and cons to the idea of a digital currency. But in many ways, consumers are ready to use and imagine that they're using digital currency already, you may get your paycheck direct deposited into your account. You may then move that money from your bank account to PayPal. You might use PayPal to pay your bills and never actually see a physical dollar. And although there is in some conception, a physical dollar backing that dollar that you got paid, there's more dollars in circulation then there are physical dollars in existence. And this is a way that the government can skip the physical dollar printing step and control the flow of currency in a more direct electronic way. And one advantage of that is that a digital currency can be transferred sometimes much more quickly. Payments can be sped up. And using blockchain technology, which is really, some have said it's as much of an advancement in accounting as like double entry bookkeeping was, like it's going to be revolutionary in many ways. But using blockchain technology, one can see in a public and transparent way, the movement of the digital currency. So I know that there are regulators who imagine that if we move to a complete digital currency, there could be no more tax evasion because you could see all the payments that had happened through the blockchain. So there are various advantages. And accordingly, there are also some risks that come along with the use of a digital currency.
0: And if we were to be among the first, why would that be important?
1: Or would it be? It would be important. The issue that you're getting at, I think, is the importance to the United States strategic interest of the US dollar being the world's reserve currency right now, we're seeing this play out in the sanctions in Ukraine. If Russia didn't use the U.S. dollar at all, it wouldn't be an effective policy tool to impose sanctions upon Russia. And as the world moves toward the development of digital currencies, it's in the United States' interest to remain in the forefront of that development so that we can still be in a position where the U.S. dollar is what is thought of and used as the first means of currency and transactions around the world. And for that reason, this executive order states, quote, my administration places the highest urgency on research and development efforts into the potential design and deployment options of the United States central bank digital currency, close quote. I mean, that's not a commitment. There's some language in here that they'll only do so if doing so is in the national interest, but there are a number of benefits to a central bank digital currency listed in the executive order. There's a recognition that there could be downsides, but I think it says, you know, there are potential downsides without elaborating on what they are. It reads as if the president does want his government to develop a central bank digital currency.
0: Okay. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. And that certainly is what I was interested in hearing. So I appreciate you elaborating there. And so again, you've kind of clarified some of this as you've been walking through this, but let me ask directly so that our listeners have a chance to hear a direct response to this question. What do practitioners need to know now after this order has been signed?
1: Well, this is a time when the whole of the executive branch is being marshaled to focus on and conduct fact-finding regarding and issue reports about the adoption of digital assets, the regulation of digital assets in the United States. Maybe not the whole of the executive branch, but some dozens of executive branch agencies and entities are going to be pulled into this effort. And... So if you're a practitioner in the digital assets space and you have a stake in how those regulations are eventually written, now is the time that you want to start thinking about and probably have already started thinking about influencing those government agencies, educating the regulators who may not have familiarity with this space, who may still be at the stage of figuring out what is cryptocurrency and What is an NFT and what is a central bank digital currency and et cetera, et cetera? And this is a moment when education can really be impactful. And we've seen articles recently about the number of lobbyists and government affairs officials that the cryptocurrency industry has been hiring of late. And it's not lost on anyone that regulations are coming and that if you want to have an impact on them, now's the time to try to have that impact. And then, secondly, This is a long-term project. It may not be decades away, but it could still be years before the first of these regulations rolls out. And so in the interim, I expect agencies and enforcement agencies in particular to keep applying the old ways and the old legal standards to the newly developed cryptocurrencies and digital assets. I think the SEC is going to keep bringing enforcement actions against digital assets that they believe are securities. The CFTC is going to keep looking for fraud and in the market of commodities. And there's probably not going to be any overarching or holistic regulatory framework, no relief from the patchwork that we currently have still for some time.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining us and for Providing this clarity for our listeners. We really appreciate your expertise and insight.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: All right. Well, listeners, once again, this was Michael J. Leota, partner at Wilmer Hale, and again, former White House counsel's office under President Barack Obama, assistant U.S. attorney prosecuting fraud and public corruption as well as appellate chief and ethics advisor at the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Maryland, and also currently co-chair of the ABA CJS White Collar Crime Committee. So thank you again, and thank you to our listeners for joining us on this episode of The Jess Pod.